Today, from the International Gospel Hour, let's place our confidence and boldness in Christ, shall we? When we are confident and bold in ourselves, well, therein lies the problem. But to glory in the Lord, now you're talking. And we are talking about it today, here from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand and Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 80 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. Starting now. As always, our Jay Webb is very kind with his welcome and introduction of our broadcast, and we are honored you are with us today, dear friends. We thank you for your kind words and your response to us, and we're grateful that we can come to you and study the Word of God together today. It is always a blessing to take the Word of God and the Word of God alone and to seek out God's plan for our lives. We're going to begin today with a reading of the text written to the Christians in Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 29 through 31. Paul writes that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that, as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Now, we want to allow verse 29 to be our introduction to where Paul writes that no flesh should glory in his presence. Now, friends, this verse is the sum of it all. This statement was well on the way in defeating the division that had erupted within the church. The statement also defeats the I am of Apollos, I am of Cephas, rather, I am of Paul, etc., And when you look back in chapter 1, Paul is dealing with the division within the church. Actually, he takes the first three chapters and deals with it thoroughly, reminding them that no flesh should glory in the presence of the Lord. The glory always goes to God. It's such a key element throughout the study of 1 Corinthians that if it all goes to God, that's what matters. In Galatians 6.14, Paul said, But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Paul said, You want to boast? You want to glory? Only in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Imagine, dear friends, of all the good that we may do, we will point to the cross of Christ for the credit. That's why Paul could say in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, in the Old Testament, Jeremiah dealt with this as the Lord spoke through this beloved prophet. Where in Jeremiah 9:23 and 24, thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. 
But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. So, friends, from the Old Testament to the New, well, let us not glory in ourselves, but let us glory in God. Let's not put the praise within our wisdom that we might have, the earthly wisdom. Or let not the mighty man glory in his might, or the rich man in his riches. So it's interesting to see here from the book of Jeremiah, as well as in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, that these words were said unto God's people. Now, mind you, God's people who would rather glory in their accomplishments and attributes rather than what the Father would grant unto them. And, dear friends, it's even greater what He can grant unto us. You see, dear friends, He that glories, let him glory in the Lord. All that we have goes back unto our Father, all we are and all we will ever be. You know, it's amazing when you hear somebody speak of an individual. He is a self-made man. Dear friends, I, I know that statement is meant that the work and the work ethic and all that he has done has brought him good. But to say he's a self-made man would be giving credit in the wrong place. It's through God we are able to do the things that we do and to give the credit to him. The late Burton Kaufman in his commentary of 1 Corinthians, page 23, stated how incredible it is that a man, a creature of flesh and blood, created of the dust and to the dust, certain to return, whose glory at its zenith is only for a moment, whose days are spent in frustration, whose tears flow incessantly, whose very righteousness is filthy rags, how unbelievable it is that such a creature as man should glory before God. To glory in the Lord, to boast of His goodness, to credit Him with all that we have, the glory in understanding God, knowing God, to live our lives that reflect His loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. Dear friends, that's what we're going to think on today by using 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 29 through 31 as our guide. We want to think about that today as we study the subject, He that glories. Let's really make a difference in our lives, shall we? But first, our J-Web has a few words about our work at International Gospel Hour. What's the quickest way to reach us? That's simple. Call our toll-free number one 855-IGH-6988 to request free Bible study courses, to ask a question, or to make a comment. The number is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Just leave your message and we will follow up as quickly as we can. That number again is 1-855-IGH-6988 or if you prefer, 1-855-444-6988. He that glories, dear friends, let him glory in the Lord's wisdom. That's our first one today. Again, we go back to verse 30 of 1 Corinthians 1. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God. Now, we glory not in our wisdom, as we noted in Jeremiah 9.23. 
Now, while secular wisdom is good in school, in the workplace, etc., we must not rely on our wisdom of the world to help us grow spiritually. You see, we are to glory in understanding God, knowing God, and our lives reflect that loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness of which He would bring forth unto the world. Now, wisdom in the context of 1 Corinthians 1 is referring, of course, to Christ. Thus, the wisdom is the insight into Christ. He became for us wisdom from God. He is our wisdom, and like Paul we must desire to know the Christ as wisdom for us to grow. Listen to Paul's words in Philippians 3, verses 10 and 11. Paul now, mind you, he had met Christ on the road to Damascus. Christ had spoken to Paul, at the time Saul. He was obedient to the gospel and was that servant unto the Gentiles. But listen to what Paul said in Philippians 3 years afterward, while he walked as a Christian. Philippians 3, 10 and 11, That I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Paul, as we study this text, is saying, I want to know him better. I want that power of His resurrection, the fellowship of His sufferings. I want my confirmation to His death, or where I am conformed, rather, to His death, to be confirmed in all. I want to grow within that. Now imagine that wisdom excelling and growing. And one must grow in wisdom. Now, the preaching of the gospel, as Paul said earlier in 1 Corinthians 1.17, should not be with wisdom of words, but from the cross of Christ. You see, wisdom that is in Christ, the knowledge that is brought forth. Dear friends, is the preaching that you hear according to the wisdom of Christ? Do you have a book, chapter, and verse for what you believe? One should preach and present the insights of Christ, the understanding of Christ, the knowledge of Christ, the wisdom of Christ. And that's wherein we should glory in the Lord's wisdom, because in turn, one's life should be one of wisdom before others. We reflect here from Colossians 4 and verse 5, Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time making the best of our time, walking in wisdom before others, not in a worldly wisdom that will stand forth, but in the wisdom of Christ. Dear friends, he that glories, let him glory in the wisdom of Christ. Now, think about this in light of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the division that had come forth among the church there. Dear friends, when there are people divided within a congregation and when there is strife, individuals wish not to have a part in that. And so Paul tells them, if you glory, you glory in the wisdom of Christ. You grow in the knowledge of Christ. When you say, I am of Cephas, then you're going to rely more on Cephas. When you say, I am of Apollos, you're going to rely more on Apollos, or more on Apollos, I should say. But dear friends, when we glory in the wisdom of Christ, now we're all aiming in the right direction. So that brings us to number two. He that glories... Glory in the Lord's righteousness. 
Now, friends, it would only stand to reason that if I desire his wisdom, his insight, and understand those things that he will grant to me, that I will see and understand righteousness. And if I desire his wisdom, I will pursue his righteousness. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, Paul said, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Again, that's 2 Corinthians 5.21. Do you notice, friends, from back in verse 30 of glory in the Lord's wisdom, of him you are in Christ Jesus? And now in 2 Corinthians 5.21, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Do we see that place to be in Christ is the place to be, to be in Christ, to be in His church. Did you know that when you see the phrase, in Christ, and you find that phrase around 80 times, give or take, in the New Testament, that what you find in Christ, you will find within the church of Christ, the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because within the church is comprised of the saved. Ephesians 5, 23 and 24. Verse 25, He is the Savior of the body. And earlier in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, we learn that the body is the church within the church. Righteousness is available through the gospel message. When one is obedient to the gospel message, one is added to the church. We're talking about the brethren in Corinth. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4, when Paul reminded them of the gospel he'd preached unto them, the gospel of which they heard, the gospel of which they received, the gospel of which saved them, and the gospel that would keep them saved if they would keep in memory what he preached unto them. And the gospel is that power of God unto salvation, Romans 1.16. Listen to Romans 1, 16 and 17, when Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. For as it is written... The just shall live by faith. You see, within the righteousness, or rather within the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed. And we're talking about glory in the Lord's righteousness. Righteousness through seeking the Lord. Matthew 6.33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Those things of which He mentioned in Matthew chapter 6. And we seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. So as one is placed within the church, the kingdom of Christ, parallel there, Colossians 1.13, that as one is seeking the righteousness of God. Now, if I desire his wisdom, then it's going to be placed within my righteous living, because now I am a servant of righteousness. In Romans 6.17 and 18, Paul said, But God be thanked that you were the servants or slaves of sin, but 
you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, being then made free from sin, you became the servant of righteousness, or the slave of righteousness. My friends, if I am a slave of righteousness, that means Christ is my master, and that's a way to live. So what I learn is applied. I take the wisdom, the knowledge, and I grow and I apply it and allow God's righteousness to be in my life. Not the righteousness that I can attain on my own, but the righteousness that is of God. And what is learned is applied. Dear friends, he that glories, well, let us glory in the righteousness of the Lord. We're going to continue this study in a moment But I want to pause here, and I want you to listen about our website at internationalgospelhour.com. There's a number of things you can do at our website. And so after you finish listening to our broadcast this morning, if it's convenient, or today, whenever you're listening to this broadcast, could be morning, could be night, whenever you listen to our broadcast, we'd like for you to take a few moments and just go over to our website and peruse around And here's some more details about our website. Then we're going to continue our study in just a moment. Our website is internationalgospelhour.com. That's internationalgospelhour.com. Please check it out and listen to our other broadcasts. Learn more of our history. Download our app. Request our free newsletter and free Bible study. Also, check out our free resources available from our fellow laborers in the gospel. Yes, friends. All for you through our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Let's continue today's study. Now he that glories, let him glory in the Lord's sanctification. Now again, we're bringing this from 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. And to these same Christians at Corinth, Paul reminds them in the 6th chapter, verse 11, And such were some of you. He talked about the lives they had lived, the sinful lives that they had lived, the sinful lives that they had lived in verses 9 and 10. He said, such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Well, he mentioned you're washed, you're sanctified, you're justified. It's interesting to go back to Acts, the 18th chapter, when the gospel came within the coast of Corinth. And we learn about Crispus, who was the ruler of the synagogue. Acts 18 and verse 8 said, He believed on the Lord with all his household, and many of the Corinthians, people that lived in that area, hearing, believed, and were baptized. You see, friends, they were sanctified. You know, when an individual that believes on the Lord and believes, well, that faith moves us to obedience. Jesus said in John eight twenty four, Except you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Faith is of necessity. In Mark 16, verse 16, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. In Hebrews 11 and verse 6, For without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. There is no doubt, dear friends, faith is the hub of the wheel that turns us. You see, faith will move one to repentance. On the day of Pentecost, they believed, and when they believed in God, they were there at a Jewish feast, the Feast of Pentecost. 
But when they were there, when they heard the preaching of the gospel, they had not heard that on a previous Pentecostal day, if you will, or a day of Pentecost. They had not heard that before about the Christ. They were pricked in their heart, and Peter said unto them, when they asked, Men and brethren, what shall we do? The first word Peter said was, Repent. You see, repentance and remission of sins would be preached in the name of Christ in all nations beginning at Jerusalem. That's Luke 24, 44-49, Luke's account of the great commission of which Christ gave unto his apostles. And then, dear friends, when one repents of their sin, one will confess Christ. Jesus spoke of confessing him in Matthew 10:32 and 33, but we also learn from Paul in Romans 10 and verse 10 that with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Peter made the confession that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of God, in Matthew 16, verse 16. The eunuch in that chariot confessed, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And upon that faith, repentance, and confession, just like the Corinthians, we are to be baptized into Christ. That's what they did on the day of Pentecost for remission of sins, Acts 2.38. And we noted moments ago the words of Christ, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. You see, the Christian is a sanctified person. That's how Jude identified them in Jude 1. And the sanctified person is set apart for his service. 1 Peter 3 and verse 15. You see, the word sanctified means more than just set apart. It means we are set apart for the work of Jesus Christ. We totally change direction and press onward. In John seventeen seventeen, Jesus reminded us of the power that sanctifies. When he prayed to the Father, sanctify them through your truth, your word is truth. So one remains a sanctified soul through the truth. Knowing his wisdom, one serves the Christ, and one remembers one's sanctification to remain set apart. So he that glories, well, let him glory in the sanctification through Christ. Let's look at a fourth one. He that glories, well, glory in the Lord's redemption. Psalm 49, verses 6 through 8 says, They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches... None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. Dear friends, I will never have enough on myself to redeem myself, but we will glory in the Lord who will redeem us through his blood. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. In Ephesians 1, 7, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Parallel that with Colossians 1, 14. Oh, dear friends, to glory in his redemption, what he has done for this old world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, John three sixteen. Oh, that old hymn that says, Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it, Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, such a victory in Jesus Christ. You see, friends, we will glory in the Lord's redemption. We've had a wonderful study today, and we'd like to share something with you. We'd like to mail you a very special study, 
And we appreciate you desiring to know more about God and His will. Well, here's our J. Will with that very special study we'd like to send to you absolutely free. Please tune in to our J. Webb, then I'll come back and wrap up our broadcast. We are so thankful for you, our listeners, and your desire to know more about Christ. Our free study offer on this program is Victory in Jesus, a wonderful study booklet. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. Please leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Victory Study in the message box. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now, let's return to Jeff and our study. He that glories, well, not glory in ourselves, not boast in ourselves, but glory in the Lord's wisdom that helps us to grow to be righteous in God due to the sanctification through God in Christ and how we glory in the Lord's redemption. It sets us apart. It makes us different. The best conclusion of this study is, well, verse 31, that according as it is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. Well, dear friends, are you in wisdom, knowing Christ? We hope that what we have submitted today will help you and spur you on in knowing Christ. In righteousness, are you living for Christ? Do you need to make those changes in your life? In sanctification, are you set apart by Christ? In redemption, are you bought back by Christ? Dear friends, know that we are willing to help you. If you have a question, write us at internationalgospelhour.com. Go to our contact tab. Let us know how we can help you. Please call us at 1-855-IGH-6988. Let us know how we can help you. And let's continue our studies together another time, shall we? Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Glory.